Welcome back to another edition of A Very Weird Fantasy. We're running a little long, and so we're going to break this up to make it a little bit easier for everybody to consume. We were having so much fun. We were just grinding, but we're so glad to have the guys back better than ever. We're going to have number 8 through 12, and then we're going to break down the whole as to what we all have going on here. And so we're going to just get right back at it again. Like, subscribe, share. A very weird fantasy. We have Fantasy Mechanic with us. Find him on Instagram. TCK Pod. Where can we find you? Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. Instagram. Instagram, yeah. <laughs> fantasy Football underscore TCK Pod. Uh, but uh, our website has all of our things, our podcast, our YouTube, and all that stuff. So you can check out our articles. TCK Pod.com. Where can we find you? Uh, Instagram, fantasyfootball.limelight, and also on Twitter, ff underscore limelight. And fantasy mechanic, I, I briefed over you. I wasn't going to throw everybody out. Now I, I got to let you. I got to let you tell us where you're from. Yeah, that's all good. Uh, you can get me on Instagram at fantasy underscore mechanic, as well as on Twitter at fb mechanic. And run out the clock. Where can we find you, buddy? I'm going to unmute you real quick, buddy. Hit me. You can find me at Run Out the Clock Football Talk on Instagram. And you could find us all at pick number eight. So, TCK, why don't you give us all who we chose in pick number eight? You got it, number eight. I'm just going to blast them really quick and then we'll go around the horn. Uh, we'll kick it off with our, our uh, wonderful hosts here. Weird went with Nick Chubb. Run went with Nuke Hopkins. Limelight went with Mixon. Mechanic with Adams. I went with Mixon as well. Let's actually kick it back to the host here. Uh, you went with um, with Chubb. We've talked about him a little bit, but we heard Limelight break him down in the last segment. Why don't you jump onto that? Everything that Cleveland did this offseason said, without even saying that they want to run the ball, they bring in a left tackle. They paid him copious amounts of money to run that ball. He's the guy that opened up a lot of lanes for other fantasy running backs that did very, very well. They brought in a coach who, by all measures, everything that we can see, wants to run that ball. I'm not as concerned as um, as Kareem Hunt, as a lot of people are, for the reasons that's already been explained. And uh, Chubb's just my dude. He's so much fun to watch, too. He doesn't get the ball in the air enough, but when he gets that ball in his hands in space, watch out. Watch out. TCK. Fantastic. Who'd you choose? Can we, uh, can we bring it down really quick? I know that we ended the last uh, segment with, uh, with Limelight and Nick Chubb. Uh, Lime, can you, for, the, for the, the new segment here, can you give us a condensed version of the comparison with and without Kareem Hunt, please? Uh, yeah, with, without Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb averaged 19 carries per game. Uh, with Hunt, he averaged 18 carries per game. The only – Significant difference was the touchdown protect, protection, production, and uh, that had nothing to do with Hunt at all. Uh, if, you, if you run back the season, you can see in the second half of the season, he got to the goal line and got stuffed a bunch of times. It, it was the opportunity was there. It was nothing to do with Hunt. Fair enough. I'm going to go with Jomaine Mixon. It sounds like a, we're going to get to a, a lot of y'all. Put him later in the first round. I, I seem to be the most uh, one of the most bullish at least. Um, my whole thing just comes down to the potential with Joe Mixon. There's a lot of question marks in, in uh, Cincinnati, obviously, starting with the quarterback. 
but he had basically two different seasons last year. Weeks one through seven, he was running back 35. Weeks eight through 17, running back six. I think he should be just fine. He was tied for fifth in the league on carries and second in the league with carries inside the five-yard line. The Bengals were 32nd in scoring opportunity. So if they can get even to 20th, uh, 25th or something, Mixon will be can't a beast. Can't get worse. Can't get worse. Can't get, can't get worse. Let me ask you a theory question, TCK. So you're, I mean, it's a foregone conclusion. They are going to draft Burrow. With a rookie quarterback, a good rookie quarterback, do you think that benefits or hurts these running backs? I think it hurts. It, it helps them in year one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll just say I'm not going to get into rookie talk right now, but I personally, if Tua was 100% healthy, I really think there'd be a bigger bigger question with this whole Burrow situation, but I'll leave it there. Um, assuming they do go Burrow, I think it's a huge uptick for uh, Joe Mixon in year one. I really do, because they're not going to – we've seen too often – how many times they throw these guys into the fire in year one, and they just can't catch it, man. The NFL is different than college, and they get eaten alive. Very few are successful right away, and they can't they can't do that with Burrow. I got to imagine they're gonna they're gonna feed Mixon one way or another. And they are getting their draft pick from last year, who missed all of last season back on the offensive line mechanic. Uh, yeah, um, I'm kind of looking at it different with Mixon with the the rookie quarterback coming in, whether it be Burrow or Tua. Um, I think it kind of hurts them. I think they stack the box. Teams will look to stack the box on defense. Uh, I just think of uh, of Daniel Jones and Kyler Murray last year, and I think about their running back situations. Uh, you know, Saquon was hurt, and I, I know David Johnson was hurt, but um, it wasn't until the end of the season that the Cardinals really had, a, you know, a safe option at running back. So, I don't know. I, I, I kind of look the opposite way of that. I get the check downs and the dump offs, the mixing could go up, but I think running-wise, he's just going to get stuffed all all season long. Quick reply on that, Mechanic. David Johnson, believe it or not, in the first five games was actually RB5, top five running back over the first five games. I know we have a bad taste for the rest of the season. But then he went down. Chase Edmonds came in, had four touchdowns, as we all know, and we're pissed because we started David Johnson. And then uh, Kenyon Drake took over um, with uh, 800 yards and eight touchdowns in the second half. So, I think that a big part of that was just who's the coach and what's the scheme more than the actual player. So I don't disagree with you per se, but I think that Joe Burrow could be similar. He's not Kyler Murray on the ground by any means, but I think he could be through the air and he can run a little bit. And uh, that opens the opens the door. And I think Zach Taylor is going to want to air it out like Cliff Kingsbury does. And the Bengals have similar weapons if A.J. Green's actually healthy. So I, I think it's a pretty close match, actually. Limelight. Yeah, I've got Joe Mixon, my number eight. He had around 1,400 yards from scrimmage this past season, eight touchdowns. I mean, he did this with all the chips stacked against him, um, getting the best offensive lineman back. Uh, A.J. Green should be back. We don't know how long, of course, because he's injury prone. But nonetheless, that's an elite pass catcher when healthy. Uh, offense as a whole should take a step forward. Obviously, they're probably going to get Joe Burrow. And in my opinion, even if it's slight upgrades, it's upgrade nonetheless. So Joe Mixon, very high upside. And as uh, TCK said, Mixon finished as a top six running back as far as the, in the stretch, the last stretch of the season. So if he could do that with what he had and then figuring what he should get for 2020, he has a lot of upside. Yeah, Joe Burrow, I had no idea who he was. I would have never guessed that he would have been <laughs> the number one overall selection 
last year. And if you guys want to see our very weird huge board, go to a very weird fantasyfootball.com and see we have some great writers um, write up our mock. A um, mechanic, you, you you touched on Nixon real quick. Do you want to give us 30 seconds uh, or less as to who you have eight and why you have yeah, for me, I, um, at eight, I have uh, Devontae Adams. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for me, it was a toss-up between him and Kamar. Mm -hmm. I tend to lean running back, so it was just basically a coin flip. Adams, you guys pretty much covered it, you know, his relationship with Aaron Rodgers, and even after the turf toe uh, that he suffered against my Eagles, you know, he bounced back pretty good, had the, the two games in the playoffs, which were fantastic. So um, I just think it's an easy pick there at eight, taking Devontae Adams. All right, and run. Cheat in front of me, so if someone can enlighten me to who I took at that pick, I believe it was DeAndre Hopkins, but I'm not 100%. You are, you are correct, sir. DeAndre Hopkins, number eight. Well, I think DeAndre Hopkins uh, looks like we're having a little bit of, uh, of issues with run. That's a, that's a shame because I tell you what, guys, run puts out some fantastic content, and he has some great opinions. Um, I think with DeAndre Hopkins, that is a very interesting wide receiver to choose at that uh, selection. Okay. Yeah, to me, this would be uh, – Okay, you got me? I got you, buddy. I apologize for the technical difficulties, That's guys. Okay. Yeah, this this was a tough one for me because I went back and forth between Adams and D-Hop. Mm -hmm. And basically what it came down to is consistency. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I, I believe it's something like he's only missed two games in his career. Uh, he's thrived with any quarterback that he's had. And uh, Adams, you know, he's, he's, he's a touchdown-dependent guy. He, he's only had one 1,000-yard season. Uh, and now uh, those touchdowns are big. He has uh, three seasons where he has double-digit touchdowns. Uh, but I just give D-Hop the slight edge because of consistency and health. He did put up good numbers with some garbage quarterbacks prior to, <laughs> prior to Watson. Do you believe, though, that he loses some of those targets in Arizona, Run? Uh, you know, no, I don't. I, I, I think they brought him in knowing what he is. He's the top dog. They, they do have a, a, a pretty deep wide receiving core now with, with a lot of young talent and obviously the, uh, the Hall of Famer and Larry Fitzgerald. Mm -hmm. But it, they know who they brought in. This guy, this guy is the real deal. And he succeeded anywhere, any, any quarterback that you throw in at him, and he has a talented one in the air raid offense, he's going to be just fine. TCK. What do you have to say about that? Yeah, I like Nuke a lot. I've, I've got him a little bit lower, so maybe I'll save some of my take. But my biggest thing is just I totally agree uh, with Run. I've got him a little bit lower here, and I took Adams over that just because Adams and Rodgers have, have a meld similar to Matt Ryan and Julio Jones or Michael Thomas and, and, uh, and uh, Drew Brees. So it's just that's a unique situation. Him moving teams I'm a little bit worried about. We see it all the time. Odell Beckham's a perfect example. Primetime receiver, huge deal, going to hang out with a, a second-year quarterback. We saw it hit the fan last year. So um, I'm a little bit nervous, but I do have him in my top ten. It's huge. So while we have you, let's go ahead and just run you right into number nine. And we'll try to condense these a little bit more since a lot of these have already been discussed. So give us your number nine, and we'll just run it back to everybody else again. 
You got it. I got Tyreek Hill, and I'm the only one with him, so I'm going to take 30 you, seconds. You take, you, know, you take more than 30 seconds because he does not show up, so hit me. I'll take 35. All right, so Tyreek Hill, um, he was the number five wide receiver from week six on. Of course, he got hurt early, uh, missed a handful of games, but he came back with a vengeance. Um, of course, beat my 49ers on a blown coverage, which I don't want to talk about any more than that. Uh, he's averaged 15.6 PPR fantasy points per game when he played 18% of the snaps in those 10 games. Pacing those 10 games over 16 puts him at about wide receiver two with Julio Jones behind only Michael Thomas. Um, he was the wide receiver one in standard in 2018, three in 2018 in PPR. If Tyreek Hill stays healthy, Mahomes is Mahomes. They haven't done anything in the past game or with the team in general to make me think that Tyreek Hill's not the number one and one B uh, other than Kelsey. Um, I think Tyreek Hill's a beast and uh, he's my third receiver right now. Um, but I think Tyreek Hill could definitely make some noise. He is a beast. I'm sure his uh, his child will agree with that. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah, but let's talk football when it comes to Cyber Kill. I love the guy. I mean, we are Missouri. We are Missouri boys here. He is one of those. He's a speed guy, but he is a dog in the field. He's going to go attack that football, and that is what I like to see in a speed wide receiver mechanic. Yeah, definitely. Um, my only reason I didn't have Hill there was because the, the, we were still up on the air on knowing what Watkins was doing. I th think that would have hurt that offense a little bit. Um, not to say that Hardman ain't ready to step in there. I believe he is, but I just think um, Watkins is more of that progression <laughs> receiver for the Chiefs. But at nine, I had Nuke for all the reasons everybody talked about. I think what will help uh, DeAndre Hopkins in Arizona is that they don't have a tight end, so I think he'll get more red zone uh, looks, whereas – not that the Texans had a tight end to write home about, but Fells did score plenty of touchdowns for them within, inside the red zone. So I think Nuke may see a drop in targets and receptions, but may see a boost in touchdowns. Limelight? Yeah, I've got Derek Henry as my number nine. Uh, obviously the Russian leader in this past season. Um, a lot of people have him higher than I do. My only thing is this. I, I feel like in order for the Titans to take the next step, and actually win how they want to win. They have to incorporate the passing game more than they are right now. And I think Tannehill got paid a lot of money, not just to hand it off to Henry all the time. Um, Henry will still be the focal point. But I do think they'll get A.J. Brown more involved. Um, they'll get Johnny Smith more involved. I think they'll get the passing game going a little more. And uh, I'm just – to me, the Titans is the most confusing offense as far as fantasy football goes. It You don't know if they're going to pass more, run more. You know they're going to run, but they also have these weapons in A.J. Brown that you want to see thrive also. But, um, yeah, I've got Derrick Henry at my number nine. TCK, do you think that Derrick Henry will get an uptick in passing, in the passing game this year? Sure. Uh, and he can he could take a, you know, he could take a dump off 75 yards. You've seen that. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think he's going to – he's going to get all the work he can handle, but – in my opinion, I mean, Ryan Tannehill got paid because of half of a great season. And, yo, I'm rooting for the guy. That's awesome. Huge A.J. Brown fan, personally. Jonathan Smith will be fine. Corey Davis is toast. My thing is, I just I don't understand why any team wouldn't pack the box. I know everybody did that and still got beat by the Titans last year in their magical run. It's I crazy. just don't understand why that's not the game plan. And if you lose with that game plan, then you straight up got beat. And that happens. But you can't not pack the box and make Ryan Tannehill pass 
and beat you. He had the best QBR when he took over in the league, most accurate. That's just not going to happen again. 31 years old, and all of a sudden we thought he was toast. He comes from NFL prison in Miami. Everyone escapes from prison, and then everything is great. The first time you have sex after prison is great. The first date that you have after prison is great. Everybody who leaves Miami is loving life in a weird way, and he got paid. Run out the clock. Who you got? I had, uh, I had DeAndre Hopkins just ahead of him. But like uh, TCK said, it, he has a connection with Rodgers. The guy is a touchdown machine, and he's going to be a target monster. Mm -hmm. uh, who else is going to get the targets? Uh, the lizard guy? No, it's not happening. So th that guy is, is, is double-digit, surefire wide receiver in touchdowns. All right. So let's just keep the ball rolling. For our 10 picks, TCK, give us everybody. Give us our list of who we all have. Before we move on to 10, weird, you're the only one of us that did not have Hopkins. We just talked about Hopkins quite a bit. Mm -hmm. I'll put you on a 30 seconds or less. Okay. Why no nuke? Uh, sh should I put a, my dunce cap on? So, yep, done. Um, okay, so what did we see in Cleveland last year? There's a lot of mouths to feed. We have a young quarterback in Kyler Murray who does not, as of today, as currently constitute, have a good offensive line. I'm just scared. There's a whole lot of mouths to feed when it comes to uh, Arizona. And as we saw with Baker Mayfield, sometimes they feel like they're just going to have to force something, and it doesn't always work out. And I just want to see it first. And... People are going to invest because that was the big news. And I'd just rather have other people do the due diligence for me. So that's that's just my that's just my theory. I have him at number 14. And so Dig um, it. I gotta let's move to we'll do, go down to 10. I'll read everybody off, but you and I are actually the only ones with Godwin in the top 12 mm -hmm. too. So maybe we'll just have you kick it back here really quick to do a Godwin. Um, you went with Godwin, weird at number 10. Uh, Run went with Chubb. Limelight with Adams, Mechanic with Jacobs, and I went with New Hopkins. We've talked about quite a bit, so maybe I'll skip mine. Uh, let's dial back to Weird and uh, bless up Godwin. Yeah, Godwin, any Bruce Arians offense, if you're in the slot, you eat. If you have Brady throwing the ball to you in the slot, you eat. I think Evans goes way down. Godwin stays the same. Hopefully he stays healthy. If he gets those extra two games, he's going to very much justify that number 10 selection. How why did you choose him, TCK? I've got him at 11, uh, so I've got him one one lower. Um, I'll jump to it really quick here. Basically, this is this is tricky. It's it's uh, This is kind of the, the new version of the Diggs-Thielen thing that mm -hmm. we did for like three seasons, right? They both have their merits. They can both be higher than the other one. I'm going to take Godwin. He finished wide receiver two with nine touchdowns. Evans finished wide receiver 15 with eight touchdowns. Godwin outpaced Evans in the following categories. Snap share, PPR fantasy points per game, receiving yards, and receiving yards per game. Um, those are all pluses. There's three categories that Evans outpaced Godwin, but I think those are actually negatives almost with Tom Brady coming to town. Those three categories are air yards, air yards per game, and ADOT, which is average um, – depth of target so those are all Jameis stats basically Tom Brady was seventh in deep ball accuracy last year he can throw the ball downfield 
I just don't think he wants to. So he's going to be throwing it over the middle. We all, you just said Arians with the slot guy and, and uh, you know, Fitz, of course, with Arizona. Um, I believe in Godwin, man. He's a top five uh, receiver for me, and I've got him at 11. All right, so who do you have at 10? I have New Hopkins. All right, and you've like you said, you gave us uh, a lot of that those details. So TCK, why don't you direct direct the field? You be our our Tom Brady and be the quarterback sending it around. You got it, brother. We've talked a little bit about already. Uh, Run had Chubb at ten, and Limelight at, uh, had Adams. We've talked about both of them already, but uh, why don't you guys kick off? Maybe thirty seconds for each. We'll start with Run. Uh, break down Nick Chubb maybe one more time. think you're on you're on mute brother all right nick chubb is the lead dog in in cleveland make no mistake about that uh the the price here is reflected from kareem hunt being on the team uh i think limelight mentioned it earlier there was about five or six instances last year where i was literally at the bar pulling out my hair when he was getting <laughs> stuffed on the goal line I, and i'm talking i'm talking on the one yard line they just couldn't they didn't have the push uh, I, I still like him. He's talented enough. He'll get the work. I still like him to be, you know, a, a top 10 running back. That's why I got him in the first round. Limelight, a couple words on Adams. Uh, yeah, Adams still elite, obviously. Uh, he still has one of the best quarterbacks of all time, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they added Devin Funches. Uh, I think that helps on the opposite side. They still have Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams in the backfield. Uh, I think they still have a strong running game, the one-two punch. Now he has another good wide receiver on the other side. I think this only helps Adams. And as we saw, once he wasn't dealing with a turf toe, put up great numbers in 2019. And Mechanic, you're the first one with Josh Jacobs, man. Break it down. Uh, for me, Josh Jacobs is the next Derrick Henry. Um, I would Ooh, love I like to see that. I'd love to see him get more catches. Uh, I think if he can increase his catch, his targets and his catching numbers and his receiving numbers, I honestly believe you're looking at, you know, the next Zeke Elliott at that point and, and breaking into the top three, top four uh, each season. The kid's young. Gruden believes in them. Uh, they have a, a, a an average or above average, I should say, offensive line. Uh, where it takes a step back is there is no receivers there. Derek Carr is an up-and-down type, you know, quarterback, can't be trusted. But I think they addressed the receivers in the draft this, this year. Um and like I said, I, I think Jacobs is the next Eric Henry. I think the kid's capable of 1,500-plus yards and double-digit touchdowns and sprinkling some receiving here and there. Let me ask you guys a question with Josh Jacobs because he is one of the most interesting running backs, interesting players coming into his second year because we know that he can catch. We saw him catch in college. We also see that Oakland paid their, their third down back lots of money do you think he gets 10 plus catches extra 10 catches this year i mean i do i believe he does um i i just think rudin's ready to to, to unleash this kid um they, they need a receiver to stretch the field and, and and to be a threat for him to get his targets underneath and i think if that happens yeah you, you'll see it increase by 10 to 12. then he's justified where you where you're taking him if that's the case yeah, I agree. And uh, mechanic, I think I know the answer, but uh, bias aside, maybe. Um, do you have Jacobs uh, ahead of Miles Sanders? I mean, you do on your list. 
but in general, are you ranking uh, Jacobs ahead of Sanders? Um, I am now. Uh, seeing the way uh, I probably didn't a month ago, um, but seeing the way like you, you kind of start to see how the draft's going to break down, and I, I I see Oakland going receiver here. I really do. And I, I possibly see them upgrading that quarterback. And I think Jacobs in that division, um, he, he can be a force to record. I mean, like I said, I, I see it, Derrick Henry. Cool. I like it. And, and one of the thing, a little sidebar real quick, all of us are in different parts of the country. We all have different teams we root for. We mm-hmm. pay attention to different teams. One of my favorite things about the fantasy community with us and these panels is that, you know, you're an Eagles guy. So to hear you talk about Miles Sanders, like, I believe you more than many other people. So uh, I appreciate the inside scoop. Uh, really quick on Josh Jacobs. Last year, uh, he finished uh, RB19. He played just 13 games, but he, of the four freshman running backs last year in the NFL, Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, and Devin Singletary. Jacobs had the most fantasy points per game, 14.7, the most carries, rush yards, and touchdowns, but the least amount of receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns with just 20 catches so if that goes up to 30 40 which i think it will easy over 16 games um there's reports out there that mike mayock didn't want to overwhelm him as a rookie so they took him out on third downs so that he didn't have to worry about pass protection uh, which i think is smart if they leave him in now and he's got third down work he's going to beast out and they just shipped off uh washington out to kansas city so now he's only got jalen richard to worry about i agree with you man i i didn't i didn't put him in my 12 when we were making these rankings because washington hadn't left but I moved him up uh, this morning, actually, in my rankings in general. And uh, I think Jacobs is the next Henry. I think that's a, a great take, actually. And our only yeah. concerns, really, are injuries. Um, just I just want to hit on something that uh, Sky had said there about the whole Miles Sanders. I know in the fantasy football community, everybody's talking – they're, they're very low on Sanders. They're talking about uh, how the Eagles traditionally do a running back by committee. And I can tell you from listening to sports radio here in Philly – if that happens, Doug Peterson's going to be packing his bags because <laughs> the fan the fan base wants to see Miles Sanders and they want to see Miles Sanders eat. So put that to bed, everybody. And I think with Miles Sanders as well, if Philadelphia drafts one of those great wide receivers, that's going to take a whole lot of pressure. When Miles Sanders, that last half of the year, he won some people some leagues or at least got them from pedestrian heavily into the playoffs. Absolutely. We've only got two more here. Um, I already went over my Godwin take at 11, so we'll just wrap it back around um, at 11 here. And um, let's see here. I went with Godwin. Let's actually kick it back to mechanic here. You went with Derrick Henry, and you just mentioned Josh Jacobs is the next Derrick Henry. Uh, Maybe further that prediction real quick, and then we'll dump to limelight. Yeah, uh, I just think Jacobs is younger. Uh, He don't have as much tread on the tires as Henry. So to me, they're kind of equal talent-wise. I just think as far as fatigue factor and being fresh, I think Jacobs has that slight edge where I think Henry may start to wear down and everything like that. Plus them losing Conklin, I think kind of hurts him a little bit um, This in, in 2020. And that's a big reason I don't have him in, in the top 12 so far. That Conklin move I think is bigger than people realize. Limelight, you had Hopkins at 11. We talked about him a little bit, but let's get your take. Well, I had uh, I had Julio at Julio. Oh, I was, yeah, that number was 11. calling out Limelight. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Limelight. I apologize. Limelight. You had Hopkins at 11. Oh, good, man. (laughs) Had Hopkins at 11. Yeah, man. Um, Hopkins is one of the best receivers in the league, obviously. Uh, We've seen what he can do. You throw it up to him, he's going to get it. And uh, somebody mentioned earlier, I don't think the Cardinals went and got him to not make him the guy. And 
I think they'll prioritize getting him the ball over all the other receivers they have there. Uh, D-Hop is going to be D-Hop no matter where he's at. And I think uh, he's still elite. They're going to sling it to him. They're going to get him the ball. And I think with this offense having all the weapons they do, he'll have plenty of opportunities to get the Reds on to score touchdowns. Touchdown, huge touchdown upside. So I'm loving D-Hop. Yo, Run, let's go back to you, man. You got Jacobs as well. Uh, why don't you pile on with Mechanic here? Josh Jacobs at 11. Yeah, and uh, he said it earlier. Listen, John Gruden knows what he wants to be. And they have a big, powerful offensive line. And this is a kid that's probably going to get, you know, could see like 20 carries a game. So at, at the end of the first round, I'm looking to secure uh, a starting running back that's going to get the work, and Jacobs is the guy. I love it. Let's kick it back to you, Coach. Your turn, Julio, 11. <laughs> Me and Julio down at the end zone, the most consistent wide receiver of our generation the defense still sucks i mean he lost hooper so there's some of those red zone targets not that jones didn't have a lot of red zone targets but he lost hooper give me that consistent wide receiver who's going to be at least getting you 100 yards or a touchdown sometimes both and that's everything that i want in my number one wide receiver even at age 30 or 31 whatever he is the dude could still slam dunk a basketball so give me that yeah, that's my dog. I got Julio at 12, too, as we get into the 12th pick here. We only got one more round of us five, and then uh, we'll just kind of recap and get out of here. Um, I'll go with Julio first, and we'll run everybody else here and wrap up. Um, Julio's finished wide receiver six, five, five, and three, respectively, over the last four seasons. There's nothing negative I'm going to say about Julio Jones. I've got all sorts of stats why he's a beast. And actually, uh, full transparency – uh, we went through these rankings, we reported these, we made the graphics, we did our posts, and I hit up Mechanic the other day. I was like, hey, bro, can you move Julio up like five spots? I've rethought <laughs> this. And he was like, sorry, dog, the graphics are done, we're rolling. So to be totally honest, I've moved Julio up already uh, in my rankings. I mean, I just I was overthinking it, I think, and the reality is Julio Jones, everybody wants to know what's going to happen with Ridley. And, and what it comes down to is Julio Jones' 16-game pace with Calvin Ridley was wide receiver 10. 16.2 PPR fantasy points per game without those four games. He was stupid. The wide receiver won by a lot, 26.2 PPR fantasy points per game. So even if he's wide receiver 10 over a full season, Julio's going to grow that. So I don't want to get too crazy, um, but Julio has not slowed down at all. And uh, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be just fine. Whether you have Ridley on one side, whether you have Hooper, whether you got Devonte Freeman, cause he's still a free agent doesn't matter julio eats no matter what no. i really like your analysis todd Gurley doesn't bother me either i think todd's going to get work and i actually like him that's a different conversation maybe uh for him to bounce back this year uh but freeman being gone and then hayden hurst is just not going to be austin hooper uh, as far as the workload so i think julio is going to be just fine uh we have three of you guys have mixon and limelight has jacobs so jacobs why don't you run uh uh limelight why don't you run jacobs one more time and then we'll end with the three of you guys with mixon yeah, before I touch on Jacobs, I want to also say uh, Julio, crazy, crazy stat for you. Um, so say he had the same amount of receptions that Michael Thomas did, Julio would have had 2,100 receiving yards this past season. It's crazy. It shows you what opportunity. <laughs> exactly. It's crazy, man. But, uh, yeah, for my number 12, I went Josh Jacobs. Um, like Mechanic said, the guy is just a beast, man. I'm a, I'm a huge Alabama fan living here in Alabama. I got to watch him play in person a lot. Uh the guy's a beast, man. Uh, 
I see them getting them a little more involved in the passing game, just enough to make a slight difference in his value. Having my RB9 right now, uh, I fully expect the Raiders to take a wide receiver in the draft, somebody like maybe Henry Ruggs, um, open up that offense a little bit, and that's, that's going to do nothing but help Jacobs uh, down the stretch. We got three of you guys with Mixon. Uh, let's go around the clock. Run, we'll start with you. Yeah, and, and we already hit on Mixon earlier, and there's basically two sides of the coin here. You have a, a rookie quarterback, which, you know, the reason I stuck him in in the top 12 is because I believe that something new, a new shiny quarterback can kind of uplift, uplift the team and, and kind of get everybody playing at a different level, bring some excitement, and uh, they're going to lean on him. They're going to run the football. Uh, with that said, you got a rookie quarterback. They're going to stack the boxes. So there's two sides of the argument. That's why I have him here at 12. Uh, I, I still want a running back in the first round, and, and that's where I would take him. One of my favorite picks on the turn, for sure, if I don't have him. Mechanic, how about you? Yeah, uh, like we talked about him earlier. Uh, I think if you're getting the mix in, that was the back half of 2019. I think it's a steal at 12. Um, I think if you're getting the mix in of the first you know, first half of 2019, you're going to be kicking yourself in the ass by the, you know, middle of the season. Um, other than that, I mean, I think it's kind of self-explanatory. It's like you said, I think at the turn there, it, it's a it's a must-go. I mean, you're getting either two good running backs, solid running backs, a solid running back and a solid receiver. So I think Mixon being a number one on the team is reason enough to take him at the 12 spot. Limelight and I have him at number eight, so we, we agree even more so. Uh, weird. Run us out here, brother. Yeah, so, I mean, when it comes down to to Mixon, the reason why I actually asked everybody is uh, about the quarterback is I do believe that a rookie quarterback will help a guy like Mixon, and it really could not hurt. It couldn't hurt. Uh, I mean, you got that red rocket, that red-haired freak throwing that football, and so you don't have that anymore. So benefits to that. The offensive line's getting better, and – Let's let's make no mistake. I mean, he's going to get that ball. Who else is he going to give it to? Bernard? We've seen enough of that. And so there he is. And uh, TCK, I really appreciate you, know, you jumping in. You are just the absolute man. I lost all of my notes. I had everything through Google Docs. And halfway through, I'm like, whoo, I was doing some, uh, some, some work while doing the show. And... I appreciate you, you, you taking over. Uh, speaking of which, taking over, we're all taking over Instagram. We are taking over the fantasy football community. One thing I really appreciate about, especially this, this group, is everybody is very, very supportive. And I think that's something that we all really need to encourage, not just in the fantasy football community, not just in business, in life, or anything or in our churches, whatever we go about, I really do think that we should be supportive to everyone. And this group is fantastic at it. Respect. Totally agree. Mm -hmm. uh, TCK, why don't you tell us once again where everybody can find you? Yes, please. We got a lot of stuff, but you can find everything easy peasy. TCKpod.com. TCK, short for the candlestick kids. TCKpod.com. We got a podcast. We got the YouTube. You can find us anywhere. Please like, review, uh, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. Instagram, fantasy football underscore TCK pod. And on Twitter, uh, TCK underscore pod. And uh, thanks again to everybody in this 
panel for a week and a half worth. And uh, hopefully we'll do this again later in the season to compare. And uh, again, big ups to Weird for hosting and shouts out to Mechanic for those awesome graphics, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, Mechanic, again, you put in a whole lot of work. And one great thing about, about Mechanic, and I'm just going to give 30 seconds of, of, of Weird, love you in a weird way, praise <laughs> here. The man puts up with a lot of garbage. I mean, so he helps everybody in the community. He's always putting out some uh, some mock drafts, some sleeper drafts, helping people get where they need to do. And that's not garbage. Like I said, he's putting in the work, and, and we really appreciate that. Where can we find you, Mechanic? Yeah, I appreciate that, Sky, and I appreciate that weird um... – you can find me on Instagram at fantasy underscore mechanic, as well as on Twitter at FB mechanic. I definitely look forward to doing it again um, and, and seeing the change in all of our picks. And as far as the graphics go, um, you know, guys like Ron and, and Lime, uh, you know, we got our goat chat and they helped me out a lot as well as I helped those guys out a lot. So um, it's, it, it's all about giving back. You know, I, I receive, I like to give back, so I can't take all the credit. You know, someone's got to go to those guys as well. Well, mechanic, toss the ball to the next guy. Who are you throwing it to? I'm going to throw it to my boy, uh, Angelo. I'm blitzing. I'm blitzing. Call an audio. <laughs> throw it to no, – just kidding. Dude. Uh, my, my boy run out the clock. Um, like I said, me and him kind of started off, and we both had less than a, a 100 followers together, and, and we kind of joined up and did a start sit throughout the season and collabed a lot. And like I said, uh, he's kind of my right-hand man. All right. I appreciate that, man. Listen, I, I appreciate all you guys. And it, it's really cool to see everybody grow together. And uh, this is just, you know, many more to come, man. I, I'd love to do this many more times with everybody involved. Uh, we are exclusively on Instagram. You can check me out at Run Out the Clock Football Talk. And thanks for having me on, fellas. Awesome. Limelight. Oh, yeah, I just want to say to Mechanic and Run, I appreciate you guys, man. As you mentioned, the GOAT chat we have, uh, appreciate everything, tips and pointers. Glad all the all the things we can discuss to help each other out. It helps more than you guys know. Uh, weird, want to tell you also, appreciate you for having me on, man. Uh, thoroughly enjoy this. I enjoy listening to everybody even more than I enjoy talking. Um, I just want to say appreciate everybody for having me in here. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, fantasyfootball.limelight. And on Twitter at FF underscore Limelight. Uh, appreciate you guys. You bet. And my partner, Jake, is busy tonight. He is, I mean, he, he puts in a ton of work right now. He's out saving the world from the coronavirus. And uh, he wishes everybody a hello. He wishes everybody a good night. A few things that we have uh, going on for us. We, if you go to a very weird fantasyfootball.com, we have our new a very weird huge board coming up for the NFL draft. And I ask you guys all to take a look at that. It's a kind of a big thing for us. Also, we have have a very weird fantasy minutes for the Locked On Podcast Network and for Fox, our local KOLR radio station. So keep an eye out on all of that. Things are getting big. Things are getting wacky. And we appreciate you guys all tuning in tonight. We appreciate all of our, our panel hosts. And we wish you all a great night. Love you all in a weird way.